the Trask Heisman campaign motors on. Um, Which Mullen, we regrettably you know, did not place any dollars on in the offseason yeah. as we continued to joke okay, about it. Right. Which I would like to go ahead and say, what kind of odds can we get on Matt Corral 2021 Heisman? <laughs> okay. Because we might need to up. buy in on that. My dog, my dog, my dog is, our <laughs> arm talent is insane. <laughs> yes. It is crazy to watch those games. Um, yeah. And I mean, and Kiffin does not care. He will make sure the guy gets nine touchdown passes in a game. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Yo! Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Wrap Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends. We talk about college football and lifestyle. Um, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We are at The Wheel Route on Twitter. I saw a tweet go out this week. Big moment for the pod. Uh, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, things of that nature. We're, we're all up in there. My name's Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogoOnTheDawn. I'm coming to you. Uh, from Stewart, Florida, I've returned from the Great White North. I am now relocated in Stewart, Florida, where we uh, we're having we're having some uh, some nice weather. I'm not going to lie to you; it's been really pretty, really really nice. I saw a lot of Thanksgiving sandbar posts. Must have been a good run of days down in South Florida during Thanksgiving. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisburg, Virginia. Uh, little weather update since. My Harrisonburg co-host Jason Kreck is not here to double up with me. Um, it's been fine. It's it's trending towards winter as things do in the valley. Um, had a nice like mid mid fifties nice. day on Friday. Probably been in the forties the uh, the two days after. Um, but you know we're we're used to this. We're grizzled veterans of seasons in Virginia, mm-hmm. so we do this. Um, I'm on twitter.com at shank jordan and yeah i i'm just really excited to talk about the four college football games that happened i'm also in the spirit of thanksgiving just want to say how thankful i am for an uneventful college basketball season to this point haven't been many upsets <laughs> uh nothing really of yeah, note sure. to talk about so mm-hmm. uh, it's been good right yeah definitely definitely it's uh it's, it's all good um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the who's Marton still national champs in my book, raining, so, raining 500 some days strong. We're, we're out here. So, uh, all right. <clears throat> what are you, uh, what are you sipping on tonight, Jordan? Uh, I'm continuing down the trail of mineral water exploration. I've got okay. a San Pellegrino Ascenza. This is, Ooh. uh, tangerine and wild strawberry flavored. This was at Sharp Shopper for like $2 (laughs) for a box of eight of these bullets. Um, It's fine. Like the flavor, there's more flavor, I would say, than a La Croix or or some of the other sparkly, bubbly waters. Uh, But there's not many bubbles in this stuff at all. It's It feels very flat. So I don't know if I got a bad case or... uh, if it was at the sharp chopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I might have to do some more follow up research. But um 
I'll drink them. They're they're not terrible. It's you know, sometimes it's just not. It's nice not to drink water, even if it's not that like great. Right. It's just nice just to switch it up. The pace of like, ooh, that's different. Right. Exactly. Uh, very good. I have a Modelo. Back to Love the, it. back to the classics. Getting back to my roots here. Trying to shake off a rough gambling weekend, and uh, um, you know, reset reset the the, uh, the the bats here. So, yeah, get the bats to wake up. Are you going lime wedge or just straight diesel? Fluid? A little bit of the uh, the key the um, oh. the key lime juice. Okay, spritz a little of that in there. That stuff's good. I probably consume a few ounces of that a day because I Do use you drop it, to... it in your water bottle. Yes, I use yeah. it to jazz up my my multiple large Yeti cups that I try to drink during the day. Mm-hmm. As an adult, hydration is forefront of my mind. Right. Uh, so you know, I'm just sweat it all out. Plus, you know, I got to be getting up, getting around, peeing in the backyard with the dog and stuff. Keeps me on my feet during the day, which is good. <laughs> Keeps things moving along. Exactly. Jason is not with us. The Dukes are probably headed into halftime right now, or maybe coming out of halftime. Uh, they are playing Radford this evening, I believe. We got a score update on the Dukes and Radford, I'm Jordan. Looking for one. All right, let me know if you find one. Uh, I'm gonna say Dukes uh, 29, Radford 34. Let's see. We've got. Mm. Oh, it's an 8:30 p.m. tip. So... Oh wow. Yeah, wow. We were fed some fake news by one Dubious. sports inter- information director. Uh, but that's Me. okay. The Dukes, it, it does say in in the app that I'm looking at that won't be named because they're not sponsoring us, that the right. Dukes are favored by three and a half points in tonight's matchup. So Wow. Shout out to the Dukes. They got a couple uh, you know, young gunners out there from what I've heard. Some bouncy from... freshmen. <laughs> Well, yeah, for sure. Bouncy freshman. So Jamie is known for. That's what I've heard. Um, all right, you, the, let's get let's get into the lifestyle moment. Jordan, we have not potted since a, it's been a week since we potted. We took a break for Thanksgiving, um, actual Thanksgiving. I know you yeah. celebrated with your family. Did you have um, any Thanksgiving Day plans to share? Uh, yeah, note? so I went to my parents' house and ate a ate a thanksgiving lunch with them and we also had nice. my, my grandmother from my dad's side over um cause she didn't have anything else going on so just just a right. small gathering of close family um mm-hmm. and then then went home watched some football and took took a nice little couch siesta it was it was nice nice change of pace Nice, yeah. That sounds that sounds lovely. The low key holiday is is a uh, underutilized, like wonderful thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a a vacation from normal holiday stuff, if that makes sense. Right. So it's, it's oh yeah, good. Like, oh, this is this is what it would be like if I didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Almost, I just like <laughs> I went over to my parents' house for lunch, but it wasn't like official right. or hyped up or anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned on the pod before, but uh, Coach E and I had a Christmas here in which just like it didn't work out for us to do anything with our respective families. And we just went to we, we went over to the West Coast of Florida for like three days and it was on Christmas Day. We were there for like 
I think day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, maybe the day after. I think it was three or four days, and it was it was an absolute delight. Like you, it was just it was so nice. I mean, granted, we had really nice weather, and we got to ride our bikes around. But it was Christmas Day, and you just kind of like got up, did your thing, went to the beach, went for a bike ride, you know, exchanged a present or two, and that was about it. It was a good time. So it was like it wasn't you know all the pop and circumstance. Surely it is nice, especially if you have nieces and nephews to actually have like a a pure christmas experience i'm not i'm not denigrating the christmas experience right people will tell you people christmas people people will say people will say that i'm a grinch and i hate christmas and and while sometimes my takes border on sounding that way i don't actually hate it i just i'd like it to be properly rated you know thanksgiving's (laughs) a better holiday i'm just saying i'm just gonna say it right now so uh anyhow and in in american pop culture thanksgiving's a better holiday okay not in like say underrated holiday you think thanksgiving is un is underrated i just think it's better you get more days off uh well sometimes and like this year i get the same amount of days off because christmas uh eve falls on a thursday oh, you, and oh you get christmas eve off this year we do but sometimes That's like good. when it falls in the middle of the week we just get christmas day off so right which I, is ridiculous. I blame the mind personally. <laughs> that's, yeah, got, got some other problems with that. But um, anyhow, all right, that that's all good. I was up in, um, we we packed up the truck with the dog and um, shot up 95 for about 10 hours to Raleigh, North Carolina area and hung out with the fam. Uh, my folks, their house is lovely. Beautiful hospitality. Um had Thanksgiving, played a round of golf on Friday um, with my brother. Uh, my brother and his fiance were there, but it was, I mean, for our for our standards, a fairly small group, which was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, always always fun. It was nice. I hadn't actually really, I had been in my folks' new house and I hadn't seen my folks in a while. I guess they came down maybe during the summer once um, for, a, for a, a brief visit, but yeah, it was good. It was nice. Always good to have the smells and, and flavors of thanksgiving back and uh yeah changed it up a little bit played golf at the noose uh the noose river country club or i think okay. is what it was How, called. how's noose noose club. spelled for the listeners in e-u-s-e okay. it's a the, the river that sort of yes in there, some areas not, in north carolina. yeah right north carolina not not the noose river that you would think the noose river so uh uh, we're, we we played the course lovely, really nice actually. Um, not like overly green right now, but it was in really good yeah. shape, and um, the greens were insane. I don't think I played greens that were that like true and fast, so that was that was fun. I mean, it, but it was like you you got a real like wow that that broke a lot experience. You, you know, like I mean, I, I yeah, I <laughs> kind of look at where you're going and. And you could not hit him past the hole. If you hit it past the hole, you were in some deep kimchi, as as David Whitehouse would say. So, um, yeah, that was. And he and he. I'm pretty sure he did say that. But uh, yes, played in pants. Wore wore pants too. Haven't probably ever played golf in pants. So that was a different experience. How 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 did you like it? I didn't mind it. Um, yeah. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, it was it was it was nice, and it actually got warm in the afternoon. I probably could have worn shorts, but I didn't really have like a long sleeve situation i kind of get the heebie-jeebies when i got sleeves on when i'm playing golf mm. very high maintenance so bit of um, a diva bit of a diva 
Um, we're still exploring the space on the tee box, um, so a little bit of a new, little bit of a new approach. Uh, the, the course we played wasn't too long, so I discovered I could basically just thump a four iron off most tees and kind of get to the one fifty yard mark, and then then be you know then all bets are really off. Guesstimating yeah. your way onto the green. Yep. Right, right. So I actually like hit a couple fairways, which was nice, and you know it was kind of like probably. We played from the whites, so we probably helped ourselves out. We helped. We certainly helped me out with that strategy, playing from the whites. But um, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Always great to get up there with a friend of the podcast, Connor Whitehouse, mm-hmm. and kind of just just see all his little idiosyncrasies live and see living how color. the game is evolving. And, yeah, right, right, yeah. And of course, fun to play with my dad too. So, uh, but yeah, had a, had a good time. Smooth one hundred and four. Smooth one hundred and four for the boys. So we're uh, you know still a work in progress. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't have to burn, you know, a shot and lose 47 golf balls. So that was nice. Actually, I think I, I think I came out ahead on golf balls. There you go. A lot of leaves, a lot of, a lot of leaves on the ground, which really yeah. is tough. If you, if you fly like a green and you're in the sort of yard nebulous OB zone behind a green in someone's yard and it's just all leaves, like you're never going to find the ball. It's right there too. Yeah. You know, it's right there. Don't, do you guys landscape at all? Can you, can you <laughs> yeah, come on once? Once who do while. I got to sleep with? Who do I got to <laughs> sleep with to get these leaves raked? You know. Yeah, I'm so, I'm trying to please. trying to find my DT solo in here. Can, can right. we please get on this? Um, but yeah, it was good. I'm, I was trying to think if there was any uh, any curveballs to the Thanksgiving feast. I don't think there were. Uh, the ladies whipped up some sort of apple pie galette thing the that good was pretty Christian interesting. Ladies did the work. Yes, in the they cooked. They, yeah, they cooked it in a. Uh, they cooked it in a. A cast iron skillet, which was okay. pretty good, but yeah, the turkey was nice. Um, and yeah, um, not one of those people that is, uh, I mean, I don't think turkey is that great, but I, I think like for a traditional standpoint, like it's worth eating the turkey. Um, if you're only going to have it once a year, you might as well have it at Thanksgiving and enjoy yourself. Smoked turkey is delightful though. I uh, would prefer to do that, but we didn't really have that technology available to us. So. You didn't. You didn't throw okay. your smoker on the truck with, with all your. Other no, space no. Was I was told from what I what I heard. Believe, believe me, believe me. Space <laughs> is very limited, especially on the way back, <laughs> as we hauled things from the uh, the the White House estate back down south. But hey, it was good. Not happy drugs, to have the truck things. too. Yeah. Yes. Right. Not drugs for sure. For sure. There's plenty of drugs moving down 95. I'm sure without me adding to it. So. <laughs> Not a problem there, but uh, yeah, um, you know, love, lovely. We got in at like three thirty this morning, so <laughs> always fun to sleep in five or six hours and just get the day going. It's been a lazy Sunday. I love, believe love it. it. I believe it. Yeah, part of me would be tempted just just to power through, like crank the coffee mm-hmm. maker at four a.m., maybe take a, a mid morning after breakfast nap, and then really crash hard Sunday night. But I appreciate you being available for the pod game for the people. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have done that before in which I think there was one trip where we got home at like 5 AM and we, I think we slept for like an hour and a half and actually just were like, you know what? Let's have a normal day. Let's just go to the gym. And we went to the gym at like nine in the morning on a Sunday, like zombies. And then like definitely took naps after the gym. But hey, oh, yeah. sometimes you got to get these gains in. these gains are, are uh, fleeting. Yeah, the gains are sleeping in. Right, right, 100%. So, uh, all right, let's uh, move it along here. Hope Jason had a good Thanksgiving as well. I trust he did. Um, let's Hope his get green bean to... casserole turned out okay. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> really, really hoping that we're good with his onion straws that we are <laughs> dubiously named onion straws. That I was thinking about this. That was probably why he had such a hard time finding him, is because he was going in like calling him straws. straws. And this guy was like, "What is he talking about? I wonder what onion straws." About? Does he think this is? <laughs> He looks to be of strong German descent, though. You think he would know where uh, where an onion straw was? He could just. He's store. like a truffle pig. He could just sniff. He's like a dog stuff. with a bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm German. I got this. I can smell him through the little plastic lid. Old TP Crick. Let's start calling him TP <laughs> Truffle Pig. Love it. Why? Why do you guys call me that? Um. Yeah. So let's get some college football. So we did not have an ep- a midweek episode. But we did pick a handful of games. The picks are publicly available on the uh, website. We got them in. They were tweeted out, the games to be tweeted, um, and the respective picks. Don't think it went that well. But we had some other games that were non-pickers. It's just some news and notes from the week to get to. So uh, any um, anything that jumps to mind? Do you want to talk oh, gambling bad beats yet? Or do we yeah, want to let's, well, get so... some, you want to get through some uh, news and notes first? Um, well, let's, let's go news and notes first, and then we'll okay. get into some games as they unfold. All right, we got a couple, a couple Vanderbilt news and notes here. So first of all, shout out Sarah Fuller, first um, yes. female um, athlete to participate in a FBS uh, football um, contest. Great. It was awesome. Good for her. Think, was it um, FBS or Power 5? Sorry, Power 5. That's what I, I was actually searching for that, and I said FBS. There's been two other um, young ladies that have participated in um, FBS, but she's the first Power 5. She kicked off for Vanderbilt to start the second half. Vanderbilt helped her out not one bit, getting drugged by Missouri, mm-hmm. 41 to nothing. Um, I don't even think they ever got into field goal range to give her a chance to kick. She was the goalie on the soccer team. That was pretty, pretty damn good, too, I think. So... Um, also, shout that... out to all the idiots in the Twitter comments asking why they didn't get a guy from the guys' soccer team to kick. And as Bennett Conlon pointed out, Vanderbilt has not fielded a men's soccer team since 2006. Um, right. So there there you go, you troglodytes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of bad takes, um, and I don't want to make too much of them because, uh, I mean, I think ultimately it was a little bit anticlimactic which is fine. She played in the game and it was a big moment and that's cool. So um, that's uh, yeah. I mean, do you have any, do you have any takes here? Like, I don't think we need to break down the squib kick or anything like that. I mean, no, she, but I do think it's important and... to, to emphasize that like it was a designed squib kick. Right. She executed it yes. as designed. It wasn't uh-huh. a shankopotamus that, that was embarrassing for all women in all sports. Like she did her job and that's awesome. And it's one of those things where it's like, I, my immediate reactions are, it's awesome that it happened. It's kind of a bummer that it took this long for someone to get an opportunity. Like how many, how many people before her wanted that opportunity and just never got it. Um, So hopefully it opens up doors for some other young women if they want to pursue that um right but yeah as, yeah and we as also predictable yeah. it also you know exposed some of the worst of people um and re-emphasized why you should just never tweet yeah never tweet never read the comments of saturday's down south uh post on facebook or um or Barstool, any of that stuff. Um, it's not a unique take to get out here with, well, I assume that means I can sign up for the WNBA. 
yeah. football is not a men's sport, um, so you can relax with that. Uh, also, it's not like funny to be like, all right, well, when she gets steamrolled on an extra point by a linebacker, it's not going to be a good look. Like, all right, well, you know what else yeah. isn't a good look? The 140-pound men's kicker, who get, male kicker, who gets mm-hmm. steamrolled by a linebacker, gets his little frail body just absolutely demolished. So, like, stop. It, you know, yeah. she wanted to play. She put on the pads. She was ready to go. And she did her job, so that was cool. Anyhow, I don't really want to give this like a whole lot of time. I also don't want to do the thing where we talk only about like all the bad actors out there that are arguing yep. only in bad faith about this because it's it's uh, sad and um, predictable at this mm-hmm. point too. So, shout out to Sarah, good yep. for her. And then they fired the coach. Um, yeah, so staying in Vandy, Derek Mason got the axe today. Today is Sunday, eleven twenty nine, twenty twenty. Can't say I'm super surprised. I don't know what his contract situation is or was. Um, they've just been bad. I mean, they they have not been very good. They seem like they've taken a step back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, which is, you know, not great. Uh, the you know the the resurgence of that Vanderbilt saw under James Franklin was real. I don't think it was fake, um, yeah. but it did also coincide with. Florida, Tennessee, and Georgia not being great. Um, so certainly that helps. And, you know, they and they got wins over – I'm pretty sure they got wins over all three of those teams at various points in the um, not-so-recent past. I know they beat Florida, I think, a couple years ago. Um, and they I think they beat Tennessee like four out of five times or something like that. They may have stole one against Georgia. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to speculate where Vanderbilt goes. There's such an interesting and unique situation. I think the interesting thing with Vanderbilt, though, is they're in the SEC, and therefore they do get a nice little SEC TV check, mm-hmm. uh, revenue-sharing check every year that I think allows them to maybe bat a little bit above their weight class when it comes to um, hiring power facilities maybe, maybe. things of those natures well so and that's kind of the thing i saw jordan um rogers uh, who played at vanderbilt quarterback at vanderbilt went on a little bit of a uh a twitter tirade today about mm-hmm. it but you know i think vanderbilt notoriously has horrific facilities like oh i do I okay I so yeah they're the ones with the awful visiting locker room that florida yes. did not go into for halftime this year they stayed on the right. field. Um, right. And Jason has also informed us that there's a lot of maybe uh, tension in terms of priorities, athletic v. academic v. other stuff uh, at that institution. So, yeah. So maybe the potentials there, they're just not really. Yeah. I mean, right. And, and at least from a football standpoint, I know they're. I don't know what their basketball stadium situation is, but I do know that at times they have that they are one of those groups that plays in like a weird assembly hall thing that has like a floor that's brought in and that the, the, mm. the bench is like below the floor. Uh, um, a real they also like gophers. Yeah. Situation. They do that for basketball, which isn't on its face, a bad thing, uh, but their football, I know, I just know their, their facilities are no good. And in today's day and age, it's an arms race with recruiting, um, unless you have a kid who's got really great grades and wants to go to Vanderbilt. I mean, I don't think he's going to come in and be blown away by, you know, the football amenities that are going to be provided yeah. to him to get him to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, the Vanderbilt football player maybe has a better perspective on, on life than the Alabama football player recruit who, you know, maybe they, they 
don't think they're necessarily going to go to the NFL. But if you want to be competitive, you got to sell something. Mm-hmm. And it would appear that they don't have a whole lot to sell right now um, other than, what, one coach ago was James Franklin, and he did we nominally James Franklin. <laughs> pretty – yeah, he did nominally pretty good. Um, I think there's been a little bit of smoke I saw around the Notre Dame defensive coordinator or slash defensive line coach. He, I believe, is a Vanderbilt grad, mm. and they've had quite a quite a run here this year. Um maybe would be a good fit that would in my mind that would sort of be going back to the well with what you kind of just had which was a hard line defense tough guy defensive coach that didn't go so well i think you either need to go option or you need to go air raid that's my that that's i mean that's not a unique opinion i i agree i think that would be great it would be nice to see them annoy sec east teams for years to come by running an amish offense but that also takes, uh, you know, as we've seen with Georgia Tech, if you ever want to maybe not do that anymore, that also means you're going to have to severely reboot your whole program too, which actually may be easier to do nowadays with the transfer portal and, and everything that we got going on. But also, you know, it's going to take time to build depth on lines and sort of overturn a roster mm-hmm. with the skill talent that you need to maybe do do that. So, anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm personally interested to hear – what Stephen Godfrey's take on the situation is. Cause he, he lives in the Nashville area, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously very plugged into just the, the carousel as it happens. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, but he should be, he, I imagine he'll be writing about it this week. I listened to his podcast that he does. I listened to their Sunday show today and they didn't mention it. So I think the news broke after they recorded. Gotcha. Yeah. But as always, you know, we're out consulting LLC will will make their services available for this coaching search yeah. and others that may take place this year for sure we'll find a good one for virginia tech for sure I and mean, that oh. is not not even a question definitely yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we're plugged in in the commonwealth suited up just right bobby wilder's had a year off and he is got that thing gassed up and ready to go he's been in the lab playing a lot of madden right, right here so a lot of custom um, plays a lot of hot routes yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the other firing. I don't think there's been any others. Uh, South Carolina is playing so bad. They might need to fire their interim head coach, Mike Bobo, but uh, I don't think they'll do that. Um, the other, I guess, sort of hot seat talk is, is probably Virginia Tech, to be honest. I mean, that's probably your other, um, especially given how bad Pitt came out and looked against Clemson this week. Not a great look for Virginia Tech to get, well, to be fair, it was angry did. Clemson and arrested Trevor Lawrence. So he, he, had, some, he had some time to ice ice the wing, get get all all the fastballs humming again. Um, that yeah. he did also. Side yeah. note, that he did. Spoiler they they looked um, they looked very good. They were wearing the purple too. They they don't wear that that often, but it looked it looked okay. I don't hate it. I yeah. I like when they go all purple. They're their baseball uniforms that incorporate some purple are very nasty. Like I think nice. they have a purple hat with an orange C that looks really good on the okay. on the baseball diamond. Dirty style, very dirty style. Very dirty real, style. Real, Love real it. ones, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we'll keep it moving. Um, and then also another shout out to I believe his name is Jared Patterson, running back from Buffalo. Oh. My man went off this weekend, uh, eight touchdowns, 
409 yards, I think, or 385 yards. I saw both reported. I don't know why there were two numbers available, but um, he had himself a day. All right, we'll just say that. He's also, Jordan, appears to be maybe our size um, as he sort of bursts through the line, very okay. short strides. Doesn't appear to be the fastest guy in the world, but um, they had it dialed up for him. That was, um, yeah, a lot of a lot going on there. Um, probably could have broken whoever the guy's record was, but uh, I don't think he got a ton of carries in the fourth quarter, which is crazy. It wasn't, <laughs> so. wasn't necessarily needed. But yes, Mr. Jarrett plays for Buffalo. Maction was coursing through his veins. Yeah, um, and they played Kent got State the, too. Uh, the, got the like appearance in LeBron James Instagram story. Got a shout out from LeBron. How how impressed the head LeBron was. Yeah, Young King hashtag Young King I believe was right. was used as it is. From my man, uh, my man touches for Tony on Twitter. Probably had him nominated for his number one head buster of the week, <laughs> uh, which is which is an illustrious illustrious um, company. Uh, yeah. You know company to be be considered amongst the likes of Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts so uh anyhow we had some cancellations this weekend Florida State for the second straight week had a last minute cancellation um due to some COVID concerns within their program actually this was their program this time um not Clemson's program or mm-hmm. UVA supposedly according to the reporting so they did not play UVA which is a shame um uh, are these games getting made up Jordan do you know do I we know? don't know about the UVA FSU one because in theory neither of these teams are going to play in the ACC title game so they in could theory. potentially use that date but I don't know if the ACC wants other games taking place sure. on that day um, so I haven't I haven't heard for sure one way or the other but I know like the uh, UVA's already got one rescheduled game for December 12th with Virginia Tech, so then right first December game of the 19th, season, right? Or yeah, second game December nineteenth is the ACC title game, which is when, in theory, I guess this game could be made up. But I don't know if Florida State has any other games they're going to try and. I mean, Florida State was at least posturing like they were going; they were actively trying to reschedule the Clemson game. Um, well, but I don't know what makes sense, though. But like you said, if it needs to happen before the ACC title game that's gonna be interesting yeah yeah I, I just don't see like why it would need to happen other than like you you just want to get another game in sure so okay but yeah I would have liked All to right. have seen UVA play against Florida State yeah I mean I think of all years you want to probably play Florida State this year yeah it, it could be two years in a row winning the Jefferson Winnips trophy is that is that what it is people forget this is a a rivalry game with a trophy involved not as illustrious as the war on i4 which i'm sure we'll get to but uh (laughs) just kidding i don't know if we will but uh yeah let's get to a couple games this weekend oh sorry ohio state this is an interesting one ohio state illinois was postponed this weekend and this puts ohio state in a precarious situation in which they have another canceled or postponed game. It appears the Big Ten is just canceling games. Also, they're not necessarily postponing games. Um, if Ohio State has another game that they're unable to play, um, they will actually be ineligible for the Big Ten championship. Um, yeah. Which, which means we are definitely headed towards 4-0 and Ohio State in the playoff. Uh, well, but... yeah, so that led to all this talk of like, oh, my goodness, Northwestern's going to win the Big Ten this year. 
the yes. path is there. Yes. A lot of a lot of terminology that I heard earlier this month that didn't turn out to go so well for that side. The path is there. There's a clear path to victory for for Northwestern. Insert yes. side. Yeah. And so Wisconsin, Northwestern, yeah. Northwestern obviously fumbled the bag there, which we might touch on later, but uh it was in a fun, big way. Like, 6 hours for the discourse of Medill might win the Big 10. Yeah, and, and you know, shout out to Michigan State for just being out here stealing hearts and winning games against like the best of their competition and losing, just getting just dump trucked by like Illinois and just they, bad They they absolutely play to the level of their competition. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. no like no swings, no outliers. They just match. Yeah. Rocky really Lombardi match. just has out of body experiences <laughs> against the best teams that he plays against. I really hope they play did they play Ohio State? Mm, probably. They may have. They probably did. We, they are, did we, we probably that logic probably doesn't hold for Ohio State, but they're not. They're not the same. We are not the same. They're not. Um, they're built different. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I would have stayed because I'm built. Different. <laughs> uh, love it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll keep a beady little eye on that situation moving forward. I'm sure that would be a doomsday scenario for the B1G if there was another game canceled and Ohio State wasn't eligible what if for... they end up with no teams eligible to play in the title game well so okay so there's like, like a possibility as well there's a qualifier so if you, you if you end up playing it's like two games less than the league average or something oh yeah that's right so if everyone just has games if like they just start canceling everyone then every, in like yeah the if average, everyone's in the same yeah, boat then the league average the comes league. down oh, right that's yeah, a smart, so. smart little clause by whoever threw that in there yes yeah shout out to the mathematicians um shout out probably nerds in northwestern <laughs> yes yes who then proceeded to watch their team get just yeah. dumped on by michigan state um actually not really dumped on Dumped on a little bit, and then the they early. came back and had Dumped the lead, early, and then and then they they gacked it up. They actually gacked it up twice, so never good uh, um, to let twenty twenty Michigan State hang around. I've often said this. Let's get to um, noon Saturday, Kentucky at Florida. Um, not not the best display of football all around. A pretty chugsy first half, I would say. Um, Florida needed a fake punt on their own 20 on their first drive uh, to then two plays later hit. Uh, we had a Kyle to Kyle connection. Um, Killer tri- uh, Pitt, kill, 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 kill Kyles were out uh, here. Pitts was back. Uh, Florida looked, this looked very similar to the Florida team that played against Vanderbilt last week. Um, just kind of a slow first half. Uh, allowed a Kentucky team to kind of move the ball on them and just hold on to the ball. Kentucky doesn't really have the offense that is built to score a lot of points quickly um, unless you just give up a big play. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky, the game was 7-7, and then it was 10-7 after a long 80 – I think it was like a 16-play, 87-yard drive that ended in a field goal, which, I mean, Will Muschamp from his couch was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, pointing at the TV. That's me! I know him! um, Thing there. Um, which was good, but once they that kind was, of that was actually once the... upon a time in Hollywood. Sorry, not oh not my bad, my guy, bad. But... Yeah, no, please, please be that guy. The um, uh, I think when they settled for the field goal there, when they got the field goal, that was when you were kind of like, uh, you know, Kentucky, we're gonna see how this goes for them. If their whole strategy is gonna be like burn as much clock as possible, they had the ball for like twenty one over twenty one minutes of the first half, um, but uh, they get the ball back to Florida. Florida ended up punting. 
um, pinned Kentucky deep, and then Kentucky, you know, Florida actually got a three and out on Kentucky, and Kentucky, you know, special teams are important, as evidenced by Florida's fake field goal on their it's first drive of the game. game. People forget that so often. <laughs> they really do. Kentucky ran a punt left, and the punter kicked it right. Um, the right returner actually ends up being Kadarius Tony for Florida, which is bad, real bad stroke of luck for Kentucky. Super if, bad. News. Uh, so, um, you know, Xavier Henderson does a good job of faking the punt catch on one side of the field while Tony catches it on the other side of the field and basically just diagonally runs across the field untouched for a touchdown right before halftime, uh, runs it in. And uh, yeah, so Florida's up 14 10 at half. And it was pretty much, you kind of like, that was the little shot of momentum that I believe Florida needed going into the half. Um, we did have some delightful footage. I don't know, Jordan, if you caught it, of uh, Mr. Dan Mullen, one Dan, masked Dan Mullen, absolutely giving it to a unmasked Todd Grantham on the sideline. I did and see this, yes. It did not look to be a pleasant conversation <laughs> uh, at all. Um, I think, yeah, uh, Dan, uh, did you see what Mullen said in the press conference afterwards? No. No. So Mullen is definitely leaning into this, like he's a little bit of a heel and is just not ever going to give anything away uh, thing, which, you know, is annoying. I'm, I'm well aware, but he basically, they basically asked like, what were you talking about? He's like, well, you know, Todd and I live in the same neighborhood and I was out on Thanksgiving day. And I said, I said, Todd, you know, you can't put your Christmas lights. up. He's got Christmas lights up. And he, you, you can't put Christmas lights up on Thanksgiving. You have to wait till after Thanksgiving. Like he makes up this whole big story about, about like, and he's like, so we agreed to disagree. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I mean, also, like, what do you think they were talking about, man? Yeah. Like, what kind of question is that, too, at the same time? Like, clearly, the we're going to do a good job on first and second down and then play super, like, play weird man coverage on third down and short and allow the quarterback always to just roll out and get 11 yards on every third and seven. Um, you know, strategy isn't working here, Todd, so let's, you know, switch something up or bring some pressure. After that happened, though, I think Florida – allowed like 62 total yards the rest of the game and that happened in the middle of the second quarter they did seem to tighten up um, a bit on defense kentucky's offense does not exactly bring it i will also remind you kentucky moved the ball pretty well against alabama last week no one no one seems to remember that because that game went similar to this one south pretty fast for kentucky uh not a dynamic offense but uh yeah florida got three picks in the second half they got a lot of pressure on the quarterback their defense you know Really, the defensive line and linebackers everybody's really started clogging things up. Um, once they started pr- playing a little more man up, uh, you know, press coverage on the outside, bizarre, crazy, crazy how get? things work. And to to Florida's credit, their defense has gotten better most games this year too. Um, I think we even said that last year. Florida makes really good defensive adjustments at halftime, and I, I got to hand it to Grantham for doing that. Um, I just wish that it wasn't so painfully obvious what they were doing wrong for large stretches of the first half of games because yeah. you would think you could make you could make the adjustments that are the obvious sideline. like in, in game too. Yeah. just be like all right you know what screw this we're not going to do what we thought we were going to do you know we we're, we're going to just do what we need to do so um yeah uh kyle pitts continues to be unfair um matchup nightmare all of these things also jordan delightful thing you can do on twitter if anyone ever posts a pro kyle pitts thing on Twitter, just read the replies. It is nonstop Georgia fans saying that he can't block. <laughs> like, really? Are you like that much of a tight end expert that you're like taking that away from? Oh, he's a receiver. He's a glorified receiver. Stop calling him a tight end. He can't well, great, block. Receivers it's get like, paid more in the NFL anyhow. So good, good right, for Kyle. Right. 
but it's just like it's i mean it's, it's it's ridiculous like we we you just it's the same thing with the sarah fuller thing like what we just got to take away like you can't just like watch three highlights in in quiet and and just not say anything you just can't not say anything huh but anyhow, yeah. good times did you watch any of it uh i watched bits and pieces i uh i was kind of distracted during the noon hour we can get to that late here in a bit but uh <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah I, I did see some interest like the the uh touchdown pass that they threw to Pitts uh I don't remember at one point but it was like that slant in towards the post and that what a catch the ball placement well yeah the catch was great but the ball was exactly where it needed to be it was on a rope and hit him right in the paws so right. I mean like, and he waited for the linebacker. The linebacker cleared out to run with the running back in the flat, and he yeah, threw yeah, it right the behind the linebacker. So good because, like, yes, <laughs> the, line, the linebacker safety who left to go shadow the running back in mo or was it Tony who was in motion? For the flat, yeah, he was just yeah. going out to the flat, really to decoy. So he like, as soon as he got past that window and Trask put it behind him, he just turned around, like, threw his hands up because he saw Pitts. Like, oh god, I know how this is going to end. It was beautiful, right? Like that, that yeah. kind of stuff just gives me good good feeling all over except when For it sure. happens to uva yeah against well, UVA. Naturally. yeah so. <laughs> yeah no that was uh that was tremendous um yeah, I think I think Pitts being out was really good for Florida's offense because I think you have a lot, now you have a lot more confidence in the rest of the cast too. Yeah. And I just think that it makes you know they were making the point a little bit on the broadcast, but it, it makes the, the the offense that much more dangerous. Um, Florida does, I still think, get a little pass happy. They were pretty pass happy in the first half, and they went they punted uh, you know a handful of times in the first half. They probably haven't punted that much this year, um, but in the second half they were closer to balance. They ran the ball a little bit more. Uh, intentionally and um, you know scored scored more points so uh, three touchdown passes for Trask a ho-hum 300 yards and three TDs uh, you know things are going well for him still and uh, yeah Pitts is yeah, going to make a lot of money talking about, he's going to make a lot uh, of money I think it was during the A&M LSU game they were talking about Heisman favorites for this year um, and like the the one guy basically said it's got to be either Mac Jones or Kyle Trask at this point and yeah. and one of the guys in the booth was like yeah not not a great day from Trask today really really didn't have his his stuff <laughs> I popped like, well if that stat right. line is like just not having it then you're you've done a whole lot to really elevate your perception of of what your game is sure so that's great for kyle yeah i think he's got 34 touchdown passes on the year which is ahead of joe burrow's pace last year through eight games which is pretty impressive um dude i saw when danny werfel won the heisman trophy in 96 i think he threw 39 touchdown passes in that and that's insane before 2000 and yeah i i didn't realize era? he threw that many touchdown passes in like 95 or 94 whatever year it was he he won that they were just going just freaking post routes on some dudes, but um, those that footage is so delightful too. He is like such a little guy, and he just like backs up and just just wings it. He's got like the full like dart delivery too, like the mm -hmm. straight over flinging it. The oh, arm man. slot just right over the top, like your yes, like, yes. axe throwing in one <laughs> yeah, of those right. hipster bars. It's clear that his shoulder pads are way too big. He shouldn't right. be wearing them as quarterback, but um, yeah. So um, the Trask Heisman campaign motors on. 
Um, Which Bowman, we regrettably yeah. did not place any dollars on in the offseason yeah. as we continued to joke okay. about it. Right. Which I would like to go ahead and say, what kind of odds can we get on Matt Corral 2021 Heisman? <laughs> okay. Because we might need to up. buy in on that. My dog, my dog my dog's is, arm <laughs> talent is insane. Yes. It is crazy to watch those games. Um, yeah. And I mean, and Kiffin does not care. He will make sure the guy gets nine touchdown passes in a game sometime just yeah, to do it. But their defense but, is not anywhere near good enough to prevent hey, from listen, losing any fewer Florida's than six defense, games. Florida's defense is keeping Trask in these games, uh, allowing him to throw roll up touchdown passes too. <laughs> if they wanted to show up in the first quarter in any of these games, Emory Jones would have 12 touchdown passes this year. That true. wouldn't be kill Kyle's, but. Anyhow, all right, LSU, Texas A&M, I kept up with this game. I did not watch too much of it. It was pretty um, – what's the technical term? Fugly, I think, might be the technical term. Not great. Uh, LSU is a mess. Uh, their quarterback situation is a mess. Um, but Texas A&M did not, did not exactly, yeah. uh, did not exactly ins- inspire a lot of confidence in their number five, number four, whatever, ranking – uh, I think Mond was like six of eighteen in this game for like eighty-four yards. He was not great. It was it was raining, also to be fair, um, in front of a hundred thousand people there at Kyle Field. But uh, it 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 just yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Just a, it was a weird game. It was yeah, it was. I again bits and pieces. Uh, it was hard to tell. Is is this an off game by Texas A and M or is LSU just like they really got up for this one? Because last, I think it was last year's game or two years ago went into seven overtimes, right? Two yeah. years ago, that was the one that that was the one that changed the rules, right? It was two years ago. Yeah, and we had Kevin Falk involved in some punches on the field, which like oh, yeah, Spencer we did. All just tweets about randomly, <laughs> and those pictures are so phenomenal. Um, so I yeah, think Kevin I, Falk would have had a better would have had a better go than Nate Robinson this weekend. Yeah, also, one would so hope. But yeah, so it was it was a weird like I do think LSU's corners played well in spurts like Derek Stingley Jr. very good. Uh, oh yeah, like made made some just very good ball plays and that that contributed to Mon's iffy stat line throwing the ball. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I mean Texas A&M leaned on their defense and that like that's fine. You need to do that sometimes, but in this environment of college football, like you're not going to win in the playoff if your offense has that kind of game. So, right. I mean, I, I think like even more so like they ran the ball. Well, if you look at the overall number of rushing yards they had, but I think they had two like 45 plus yard runs. So if you maybe factor one of those out, I mean, they didn't even run the ball that well. Um, Isaiah Spiller is really good. He had himself a day, but you know, you also get 80% of your yards on two carries. That's certainly helps out your, your team, your team deal there. Um, LSU's a mess. I I don't know. I don't know what the temperature in the room is there. I saw that their good receiver is his name. Terrence Marshall might be, um, has now opted out for the rest of the season. Um, and yeah. And yeah, so they don't really have a clear path forward into next season at quarterback. Um, I think Finley, the freshman, looks like he is a talented but raw prospect. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of um, early Felipe Franks vibes from him, and okay. I, I I don't mean that to to be um, disparaging. Franks 
came into Florida as a four-star prospect that could throw it a mile, but was just super raw, played for a really yeah. small high school, didn't really have a whole lot of quarterback coaching. So you kind of knew what to expect. And you just like, you can see the decision-making isn't really there. And, you know, he just uh, gets hit and throws interceptions when he shouldn't. And um, Coach O was on him on the sideline. But, you know, Coach O is going to be feeling the heat here pretty soon too. I'm going to be honest. It's This is not gone well this not year for them. And they haven't really – yeah, certainly not looking to get um, a whole lot better through the course of the year, too. This is just such a weird year, though, with the opt-outs. Yeah. And, and um, they they got definitely a little bit screwed, too, when Jamar Chase decided not to play this season because he is probably the best receiver in college football, which is mm-hmm. wild considering what Devonta Smith is doing at Alabama right now. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, anyhow. well, and LSU's also got some off-the-field – issues mm-hmm. and internal investigations that still need to take place and be yep. resolved. And so that, that in and of itself, like regardless of what happens on the field, that could cause some turnover in the sure. coaching offices in the athletic department, who knows? Um, and that is more getting that right is more important than getting the football, right? <clears throat> so, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Would, would agree with you there. But uh, yeah, strange times and, and Texas A&M doesn't exactly appear to be accelerating into the end of the season here um, when they doesn't probably like need to be. Peaking. They need to maybe be putting layering on some style points to kind of keep their Q rating up, um, given. I, I know that they play, they beat Florida, but I think Florida might be ranked ahead of them in the next rankings. Yeah, I could see that. And I, I don't know that it's completely unearned. Um either but that's okay we can we can get to that when the rankings come out when we do our rankings breakdown show on tuesdays um all right east we just want to talk about this east carolina played smu man all right so so just to like get in really start to get into my gambling saturday this is why i knew what this line was um otherwise i would have had no frame of reference um I Saturday morning woke up, decided like, you know what? I want to, I want to get a little bit of action on the board. Sprinkle, I want to sweat a little bit. So headed, headed <laughs> over to the, to the funny money, uh, app that is, you know, recreational, unless you do really well, then you can withdraw real money. Allegedly haven't, haven't been close right. enough to that promised land to know. Right. Um, got to string, got to string together a few above 500 seasons before we can really get there. Yeah. So I like, I, I had always kind of had this in the back of my mind, like what, what if I tried this strategy out? So I decided to do it on Saturday. My idea was look at, uh, look at Bill Connolly's SP plus projections and find Mm -hmm. games where his projection, there's a notable difference between his projection and the number at the time thinking okay. there's some like and if market inefficiency there. Or something, yeah. There's basically. a bit of, of gap there and I'm going to side with the analytics. So I would bet the side of bill C's projection and see how it shook out. So I, I placed nine wagers and the 12, <laughs> the 12 PM, 12 30 PM slot got absolutely brutalized went zero and four okay. there uh i had among so in that slot i had akron plus 14 
They lost by 30, I believe. <laughs> I had I had the under 68 in Kent St. Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo game famously oh my God. a running back who went for eight TDs. Uh, they scored right. about a zillion who, points in that one. They scored 60 points by himself, right? Yeah, yeah. and okay. I had SMU minus 12 going against uh, our beloved uh, coach Mike Houston, who famously lectured Luke Fickle at midfield post game a couple weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I watched that ECU team just like throw interceptions off of each other, and that team sucks. They oh, yeah. beat the absolute breaks off of SMU. Like it was, I think it was forty-two-seven in the first half. And right, but didn't they only end up winning by seven, or did they win by fourteen? I think they. I think they might have. They might have. Okay, because it was well, yeah. It, but at any, I, at any rate, the score SMU was not going to be covering twelve. Correct. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, still coaching, you know, coaching points. Never take your foot off the gas. Uh, you know, gotta, right. Got to take him out especially when you got a Shane Bichelle on the other sideline yeah so I'm fascinated um, to know like how that game went and what like were they just throwing all the tricks in in the bucket at SMU and that's how they built a huge lead at halftime is a colossal beatdown. I mean that that is wild that, is that an, happened. an extreme pantsing like <laughs> we're we're all of SMU's first string defenders suspended for the first half because of targeting from last week i don't know could have been could have been these are things i would have liked to know before making that wager this is why it gets a little dicey when you start picking on mac and aac games you know with minimal understanding of what goes on but hey that's why we're uh just doing this for recreational purposes only um any other any other gambling um Uh, yeah so the rest of so the rest of that card uh we had a battle of i i guess we can call it battle of the boot two louisiana schools we had louisiana lafayette taking on louisiana monroe right over 54 and a half i think uh the, mm-hmm. the winning team there scored may close to 60 on their own um so that was nice uh north texas versus texas san antonio i took under 67 they they finished with a combined 66 points so a real sweaty one there to win Oof. um and then maybe maybe the most exciting one that i had was uh louisville boston college um i had oh, wow. i had the over in that one uh that total was 55 and a half and it was not looking good going into the fourth quarter let me tell you uh yeah they, I, I think they scored a combined twenty-eight in the fourth quarter. Hit it comfortably, so it was okay. like I was, I was sitting there watching the ACC network, like just rooting for for penalties and turnovers and and broken so, coverages. Louisville lost. They did lose. So what, what is up with what is up with Louisville? Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah, they are they're a very interesting team to be. Their record is awful. And you watch them play, and you do not think you like you think that they are like a team that is like on the on the come up here. Yeah, and you, you uh, watch they've been the all over they the place have on that team, and it's like this they should not be yeah. this bad. And they they think they have a pretty good coach. They're for some whatever reason their coach keeps getting brought up in South Carolina coaching rumors. Um, and you know maybe it's a dumpster fire at 
Louisville also, and you don't really want to hang out there. But just, yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't think they're that, like, devoid of talent, but it certainly seems like they have some problems. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah. I, I just wanted to – I wanted to point out that it's like you watch them play, and they just kind of, like, they're fast, and they, they're aggressive, and they ball outrageous, and it looks like they got some good talent, like, throughout. And then you look up, and it's like, oh, damn, they lost the like, – weird game to boston college i mean they beat virginia right no virginia beat them yeah, virginia beat them Pretty, but they like also yeah. could not contain malik cunningham at all right yes yes and they turned the ball over three awful like just excruciating turnovers mm-hmm. and yeah so i mean it's like they have that game over and over so maybe that's who they are but yeah. it, it's just interesting that that is it, it would appear that they're kind of a snake bitten team consistently yeah um, so, well and, and watching whatever. the boston college game it seemed like they were a little I don't want to say uninterested or unmotivated, but they just, they were just like flat until it got into the fourth quarter. And it's like, Oh dang, we might lose. And yeah. so then they like get on their horse and start maybe playing a little looser and freer on offense. And that's maybe where they thrive. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, they just but, seem like they got a team that should be able to avalanche some team randomly. Just, you yeah. know, score four straight drives and just score 28 points in like a first quarter of a game. Just be like, well, what happened? That was crazy. You know, yep. but I don't know. It seems to not really happen for them. So let's get, uh, let's get to picks though. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before, before we get into picks, the other gambling note I had, um, oh, sorry. my, my 10 game money line parlay finally hit beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, <laughs> pick. So I basically just went through the board nine of the most, uh, seemingly can't lose college football matchups. And then I threw Man City to win straight up. Um, Love it. On, on there for the 10th. Just a little topper. Yeah, so 10, 10 money line picks paid a cool plus 100. So uh, you're, you're not getting a lot of value there, but it it uh, it is, you know, it's a fun little thing. Fun little <laughs> thing. It's exhilarating. Yeah. <laughs> Gives you something to root for. Um, so between that and, uh, oh, the other other gambling note, we we have the Broncos Saints game today. Oh my God! Yeah. So apparently on this app that you and I are familiar with, right? There seems to have been an oversight. Someone fell asleep at the controls or something, because when when we texted about it that all the quarterbacks for Denver were ineligible to play, but right. they were still playing the game, I immediately logged on got new Orleans minus six. And I was like, Oh, that did I, did I get something good here? Or <laughs> has it already moved? Cause like Taysom Hills playing quarterback for new Orleans. So I don't know. So I didn't right. know. Um, and no one mind you was playing quarterback for the Broncos. Yeah. Like they, they literally are going into this game with not a quarterback. So I'm thinking like, Mary. Yeah. I, I just did. So I, I didn't put a whole lot on it. I was just like, I'll put enough that it, you know, I'll be happy with the win. I'll be very happy with the win. But um, so I then like did some research this morning and the line, the New Orleans minus six stayed up for hours last night. And okay. so I was like, dang, this is not moving at all. Like I'm, I'm kind of a little nervous. And then right. I woke up and it was minus 15 and a half. Um, so I think, and I think it closed at like 16 and a half or 17 and New Orleans still covered, but uh, I wish looking back that I had done more research and and fired some more bullets, as they say. 
So sure. lesson learned and and just an encouragement to all the kids out there, you know, look for inefficiencies in the market and uh, maybe you'll find one one time. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Nice work. All right. All right. Now we can, get now we can go to picks, uh, which, you know, did unfortunately did not go as well um, for me and yeah. Logan, at least. Uh, Logan, you and I both went one and four. Jason went three and two. So he is two games clear of us on the season. Um, we'll start Friday at noon. We had Iowa State at Texas. Uh, this was a straight up pick em. Texas, uh, Dicker the kicker missed a long field goal at the end that would have tied it. That's all I saw. I right was... after, right after they took a sack. On the previous play, knocking it back. You know, you're you're six, telling seven, me that, that that fine American red-blooded quarterback at Texas took took a, a boneheaded sack late in the game Oh, like I'm that. telling you. Yeah, I, I, I ran through this game earlier this morning, just watched the, uh, the like extended cut highlights, you know, 12-minute deal. Just kind of like an uneven game. I don't know what to make of Texas. You know, they don't really seem like they know – what they want to be when they grow up. Um, and it would appear that Ellinger maybe isn't, he's kind of like an unfortunate fit for them. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, he, he, like he fits enough that you can't get rid of him, but he yes. doesn't fit well enough that he's your ideal situation. And honestly. Yeah. I mean, if, if, cause I think they beat, then they beat Oklahoma. Was it last year or two years ago? Like yeah. if he probably doesn't beat Oklahoma, I wonder how short the leash is on Ellinger. Just, you know, yeah. Overall, like I, I and you know they had worse situation before Ellinger at quarterback. Texas has had kind of just a mismatched quarterback situation. Mac Brown famously mismanaged the quarterback room yes, for years yes. upon years. And it is it is continuing, you know, and you know a great tribute to Mac Brown. It appears to be in that situation, but I'm not saying Ellinger is bad. He throws good passes. He's tough. He's usually good in short yardage situations. Although Gus um, Johnson kind of loves him, bit him in bit him in the a little bit. Uh, yesterday, but that all said, uh, just kind of, I, I don't, I don't know, like the whole Texas is back thing. Like until I can see a little bit more offensive identity from Texas, I'm not going to believe that they can uh, be back, yeah. whatever that means. So, yeah, I don't, well, I don't think the the program really has an identity right now. Like, sure, they don't even know are they an offensive or a defensive team? Like where where do they butter their bread? What What's their meat and potatoes type situation? Right. Do they like their coach? Um, yeah, it's just know, like, well, Tom Herman's here, and he was really good at Houston, so he should be good at Texas as well. And right. he hasn't been yet. Yes, it's just been curious. So anyhow, I, I would say wins the game. The game was a pick, right? So I think we all had Texas. It was pick them. Jason had Iowa line. State. Nerd. Jason, oh yeah, Jason had Iowa State, of course. Um, um, yeah. Iowa State really has had an impressive season since opening the year with a loss to a Sunbelt school. Yeah, they. Uh, this is, I think, the first time in school history they've beaten both Oklahoma and Texas in the same season. Uh, Matt Campbell got a little emotional uh, after the game. Always funny seeing Matt Campbell get emotional. Uh, yeah. Not like, haha, look at him, just like he's a funny guy to watch cry. And I don't sure. mean that in a mean-spirited way. He's just big-time football coach. He's a football got, coach. Well, he is, but he's got a funny face for a crier, is what I'm That's getting. That's true. At. He's got a big nose. We can say it. Sure. 
But it's more just like I keep going back to he's Andrew Luck, and like when uh, Andrew Luck shows, up, so it's, the like watching, it's like watching <laughs> Andrew Luck show immense emotion, and sure. that's that's kind of funny as well. I feel that. Anyhow, all right. Well, all right. Peter Texas being back again for the twelfth year in a row. Sorry, Bomani. That's also one of the funnier fandoms. <laughs> Yes, in like really in is. sports media, I'd love I'd love to hear. Well, I'd, I'd love to just pick his brain about that, but we'll we'll save it for the off season. Yeah, when we have him on as our like third guest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We also on Friday had Notre Dame at UNC. Uh, Notre Dame covered the six points here. This was a close game for like two and a half quarters, and then uh notre dame just kind of separated from what i gathered um notre dame's defense took over in the second half north carolina like yeah it was close north carolina had the ball and you're like oh here we go north carolina's gonna tie it up and and north carolina could not do anything for like the entire fourth yeah yeah two yeah like you said quarter last quarter and a half of the game um they had it pretty clamped up notre dame's good man I, i was gonna say unc yes notre dame very good um I am also very excited to see them in the playoff again, though, because sure, like their schedule was not. I, I don't feel like it was that difficult this year, but anyhow, um, I like North Carolina gets so many stupid, foolish penalties that are just yes. drive killers for their offense or yeah. drive extenders for the opponent's offense, and it's like. It's like watching a Mike London team. Honestly, <laughs> like there's great, the echoes for you. There's talents out there. At, there's talent out there at certain positions, and like UNC's better coach, coached than most of the Mike London teams that I sure. watched get trotted out there. But like, just like boneheaded, undisciplined penalties, and UNC also coast by with like exemplary skill talent like they have a really good quarterback they have one or two receivers that are absolute busters on the outside that will go dunk on people and they have a good running back but other than that yeah like they just they do but then they just link together like 80 yard touchdown plays with like periods of ineptitude in general just like you know stepping on their own wee-wah you know it's it's kind of like those nc state teams there for a while where it was like just absolutes you'd have one or two absolute studs on defense a quarterback who's going to get drafted and maybe some nfl talent at like tight end or wide receiver and they'd win yeah. six or seven games right um so I, so what's the problem <laughs> yeah i well, yeah it's like i understand <laughs> i understand why carolina fans are excited about that because it's better than what they had towards the end of the larry fedora yes era but at the same time like you should be doing a lot better with what you have right yeah i would agree so all right uh game three so to be clear notre dame did not cover right they did no they did they did it was six and a half six and a half yes it was six yeah they won by 14 i thought it was like 10 and so i was like sweating out like a notre dame (laughs) i need i needed a touchdown because I don't pay any attention or take any inventory of things that are going on day to day for me. So yeah, you know that was, that was nice, nice holidays. little unnecessarily stressful moment on like right. a Saturday afternoon. All right. Uh, so going into Saturday, 
This was also in the noon slot. Maryland at Indiana. Golly, this was a terrible game on the eyes. Um, Yes. Again, I watched bits and pieces, but I was also flipping around to all of my losing bets for (laughs) for the evening, afternoon. Um, Like, little little tag of Iloa through three picks that I'm aware of. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. got got injured in the third quarter, I believe. Uh, something to do with a leg, but Indiana, like they did enough and Maryland, golly, Maryland looked very rusty and not rested. Uh, this was, this was going to be a rust or rest situation for Maryland and they chose rust. So, yeah, definitely. Maryland has had some, some volatile performances this year. They either erupt for a ton of points. Um, That's or, what I was counting on. Did not. Happen. Or they they uh, they don't, and they they did not. I believe they scored eleven points in this game. Is that true? Potentially a bizarre not... number of did, points. Did um, Indiana beat didn't... Michigan State. Was that like game oh, one yeah. of the year where we were like, "Ooh, Maryland," and then it turned out to be like, Ooh, "So no, Michigan Maryland State. got absolutely waxed by someone first game of the year and then they oh, turned around and scored like and scored like might have been and then they turned around and scored like 65 points in three quarters of football against someone and like tagging my little was just falling out of control i because it was like a friday night game or a thursday night game i was like maryland wow interesting who would have thought uh let's what is your what is your research showing you jordan look well... deep I'm in I'm in 2018 somehow right now. <laughs> um, That's a bummer. Okay, it looks like they opened the season getting dump trucked by Northwestern. Ah, Northwestern. There you go. They then beat Minnesota in week two in overtime by a point. Then they beat Penn State, and then they fell to Indiana. Why did Four I think games. they beat Michigan State this year? Anyhow, that's not important. Hard to say. What is important is that the Iron Bowl also took place on Saturday. Uh, Coach Nick Saban was not on the sidelines. Uh, did not matter. Auburn looked a mess. Alabama looked very crisp and professional. Uh, but boy, did they, did they have, I mean, right after that game blew dead, they had Nick on the phone for the post game interview. It was wild to see that kind of like from his billiards room. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting TV. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like, we all got this wrong. I was kind of counting on maybe, um, Things, things being a little more disorganized on the Alabama side without Darth Vader there, but it turns out Sark Sark did did some dialing up, and the D coordinator doesn't maybe doesn't need Nick Saban in his ear all day. <laughs> yeah, maybe game plan, and also helps when you're calling a game plan against Bo Nix. Turns out, yes, yeah, that is helpful. Um, pretty bad drop early in this game for Seth Williams or Auburn's. Um, really good receiver. He had his man beat dead to rights, would have walked in the end zone and just short-armed it, didn't catch it. It was weird. Um, not to say that that changes the complexion not of the game. Not to say that he's shaving points or anything. Right, but, you know, things things are different. Things are different when, when you don't score, you know, points you're supposed to score earlier today. I don't know if you were watching the uh, Chiefs-Bucks uh, game this afternoon, but 
the Chiefs were just up 17 to nothing and it looking like world beaters. And then they fumbled the ball, like going into the end zone. And all of a sudden it's like a close game from there on out. Cause the yeah. Bucks end up scoring right on there. But if they go up 24, nothing in the first or base damn near the first quarter of the game, um, you know, it's, it's probably a different, a different game. Right. So that all said, uh, Devonta Smith's really good. Um, Mac Jones really good. Gonna, gonna make some money. Um, knows he knows what's going on uh sark's gonna give himself a job too i think hey yeah i think if he wants it i think he's completed the nick saban yeah the nick saban rehab assignment he's he's i don't know that a guy like sark makes purgatory right i don't know that a guy at like sark makes sense at south carolina say he doesn't really strike me as south carolina football coach steve sarkeesian but been in the sec for a few years now it's kind of been around the block knows um the landscape and has Wasn't certainly... he in the NFL before though too? Yeah, he called plays for the Falcons, Falcons I believe, yeah. for a little bit. Falcons um, need a head coach. Actually, Raheem Morris should probably keep that job. They've been four and two since he They you know, absolutely dusted the Raiders today, yeah. didn't they? Yikes. They're finally getting the ball to Alameda. <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> he's the straw that that's stirs the, the drink. Sauce. I've always I've always said this. Anyhow, the Iron Bowl happened, and, and Auburn got whooped. Um, Alabama looks great. Alabama-Clemson could be an awesome game. If, if an awesome first-round playoff game. At the end, if we're blessed with it at the end of the year, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, Dude, we, I mean, we could honestly have like the playoff be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Florida. That would be pretty wild. Just, that, that That's assuming Florida beats Alabama in yeah. the SEC championship game. Whew. Texas A&M is going to be mad. Oh, yeah. well, sorry, Jimbo. <laughs> I should have had the boys better, better prepared to play. Go, go wipe better. your tears with your $75 million. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be, that would be something else. Cause then you'd end up with, who would be number one? Notre Dame. Probably. You'd have Notre Dame, Florida in the first round. Love it. Love it. Well, don't want to play either also, of those other. That's also don't want to play either of those other two teams. That's also that's, that Clemson yeah. beats Notre Dame. So. Uh, so Clemson probably actually would be number one, right? Maybe, because I don't think you'd rate Notre Dame one coming off a loss, nor would you yeah, probably. That, that but but that assumes Florida would be four. Florida might not be four if they beat Alabama. Hmm. Hmm. We're really getting deep into exercise. the weeds here. Florida's also we, Florida's. We should meet in Florida's, person to discuss this for eight hours. I don't think I don't think Florida's paid for it. I don't, I don't um feel like Florida's gonna beat Alabama, but uh, I think Florida can score points. Um, I'm but, betting the damn. over. I'm requesting defense. the over to put it on. That the could be an absolute track meet of a game. That would be a lot of fun to see. I'm excited. All right. Uh, talking about something that wasn't a track meet, maybe we thought it might have been. Uh, we also had the Egg Bowl at 4 p.m. Really wish the Egg Bowl would have kicked off a little later because once this game was over, I was kind of like, huh, it's it's eight o'clock and I don't really have anything to do now. I guess uh, I'm going to go watch uh, illegal Twitter live streams of uh, Jake Paul fighting. Um... <laughs> oh yeah. No, I watched MMA. They had MMA oh, okay. on, on ESPN right after. That has been interesting. ESPN has been going to MMA like earlier in the evenings on, on these Saturdays, which is actually not bad. It's kind of a nice little nightcap. Well, kind of I done. Think, You're done I watching football. On watch where the, the fights are happening. Like, cause some of the ones that are in like Dubai, they get streamed at a really weird time over here. Like 2, 2 p.m. here. Yeah, Fight yeah. Island or whatever it is. Right. 
whatever yeah. stuff they've got going on. <laughs> well, and it depends on who's fighting too, because I think they try to get like that media market, the Dubai media market, depending on if they have like a like a, a um, hometown, Islamic, yeah, Islamic fighter fighting or something like that. So, um, sure. That all said, yeah. So the egg bowl. Back to the egg bowl. Speaking of Dubai, <laughs> the egg bowl. Um, well, it happened. Uh, Ole Miss, we we were really looking good for a cover there for most of the game. Uh, <laughs> could could yeah. have built a bigger cushion there in the first quarter when you you got stopped on fourth down twice inside Mississippi State's ten. Right. Um, I think that happened three total times in the game. They got no points out of three red zone trips. If you even yeah. score a field goal one time, you give yourself so much more cushion to work with. So my my stance on this is I'm not upset at them for going for it. Correct. Because th- this kind of fits what Lane has been doing all year. Like he's been very aggressive on fourth down. He's taking right. shots. And I, I like watching that, and I respect that willingness to to really press the issue my problem is that like what they ran on fourth down was not inspired or like yeah it looked like something they pulled out of the trash like oh well i guess we'll do this and like if i think if you're going to go for it in those situations you should have Mm -hmm. something better prepared is is my yeah opinion you got some bread and butter plays. You got to have stowed away, ready to run there. Because you know more often than not, you're yeah, it's goal to go. Like it's goal to go situation, like, or it's like a four yard. You know, you need four yards. I mean, you should have a play that can get you four yards. All those yeah, you should have and like a quarterback a of that fast. two point conversion plays up your sleeve exactly. that you haven't run yet. Like pull one of those out. It's it's the damn egg bowl, brother. Like again, stunt, you're not going. To, you're not going to the playoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I got to hand it to Mississippi State. They have been really undermanned the past couple of weeks and they put together a strong performance against Georgia last week. And, you know, they actually, they looked capable and like they were kind of doing some things. Now Ole Miss's defense is not great, but that all said, um, I think Mississippi state should take a little bit of positive moral victory points based on how bad this team looked like four weeks ago versus how good they've looked the last two weeks. Some practice, some uh, you know, some motivation. Their quarterback looks like he's going to be good. Um, Potentially, he's he he looks he's, he's like a Mike. He, he looks like a Mike Leach quarterback, though. I yeah. mean, you you see the flashes, you see why he's probably playing now, and you know they're gonna he's gonna drill those plays, and he's gonna know where he wants to go with football, and I think he you know could be pretty good. So, um, but Ole Miss is. They are so aggressive. I say this every week, but it is – I love it. I mean, but it is like they're playing video game. Like, they have, like, video game level deep ball aggression in which they just dial it up very often. And Corral is up to the task, too. I mean, he yeah. he drops some he drops some beautiful passes over some guys' shoulders. And he they have the ability to run under a lot of his deep passes, which is great. He doesn't lead guys out of bounds. He yeah. You know, granted, it helps that he always has guys open. Yeah, and there's like never that's, safety that's coming over the, the top. The thing is yeah. they are still able to get Elijah Moore wide open multiple yes. times a game. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Not not sure how they are able to do that, but Lane's a crafty guy. Magic <laughs> yeah, so anyhow. Um Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh we'll, we'll keep an eye on both these teams because I mean I think they're gonna be very interesting. I don't I wonder who 
well, just for selfish purposes, I wonder when Florida has to play either of these two teams next because <laughs> you would want to get them next year while things are still ramping up before it's really, you know, a, just a, a, a disaster of an offense to play against. Do you um, want them early way. next year or late next year? With an, like, do you want them early in the new de- defensive coordinator's tenure or when the, well, the new DC has had almost – I don't think it matters because it's usually like the week – it's it's usually like right in the middle of the season is when that game comes up. It's like okay. the same week as the Auburn game last year. It's always like that week, whatever, five or six or seven, right in the middle of the year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you would want them. I think you want to play Mississippi State first of all, and I think you want to play them early in the year. But that's yeah. my that's my opinion because um, it appears that a little practice does them well. Um, now the defense, both teams are going to need to be like better on defense and like try on that side of the ball. I don't think Kiffin is an idiot and doesn't understand that. Um, nor do I think Leach doesn't understand that either. I mean, these guys obviously understand football, but um, I would think that Kiffin might have a, a quicker uh, trigger finger on like maybe trying something different if they like continue to not be able to get got, get teams off the field ever. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be time to try something new sooner yeah, rather think, than later. I think it's whereas like Alabama yeah. showed him like you can win games with your offense, but having having a, a competent to very good defense makes it that much easier on your offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's kind of the conundrum Alabama's in now that we talked about. Like they give up points but it's still a good defense. Yeah, they're like points per possession still would probably indicate that they're a really good defense, but they just play more possessions. So yeah, um, you're going to give up more points. And that's how math works, in case you guys were wondering how yeah. math and averages and things as, like that As work. Tony Bennett disciples, we know all about points per possession and efficiency <laughs> ratings and how that stretches out over the course of the season. Yeah, for sure. Come um, at me, and how And how it can bite you in the you intentionally play low-scoring games against teams that are not as talented as you and let them hang around. To the Listen, very end. San Francisco is a long squad, dude. I don't know if you watched any of that. Those boys oh. are lanky. Good. And I think glad to know that that's the that's the thing that breaks down UVA's the Listen, number four team in the they've country. Struggled is. against Florida State historically. Hunt. Another extremely long, lanky team. Um, right. Anyhow. Yeah. yeah. That no, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we will. Uh, but yeah, so that was the week that was Thanksgiving week. We should be back to regularly scheduled programming this week. I have not watched The Bachelorette yet. Um, do you have any any broad, non-spoiler level takes that you need to get off your chest right now? I mean, Emily's team, once again, just scorched the earth. It's just raining holy hell. Yeah, it's, okay. it's kind of awesome to watch, honestly. I've got no shot, so I'm just I'm openly rooting for Emily at this point. Well, is that a water feature kiss? Sure, yeah. Sure, hell yeah, girl. Get it. Yeah. Uh, Great, great. Um, I did get a text from Colin that Dr. Joe met his demise, though, so R.I.P. Dr. Joe. Yeah. He took it well, though. One of the real ones. Oh, yeah. He seems like the kind of guy that would take it well. Uh, He's ready ready for paradise. Can't wait for paradise, basically, is the main takeaway of this whole thing. Um, and I think we're done. All right. You, you good? You got anything else, man? I think I'm good. All right. Normal, normal work. Mineral water. So I'm, yeah, I'm just good. ready to go to bed at this point. Normal, uh, normal work week upcoming. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think all like all the colleges will be back in full force. So it's, it's mm. really going to rain, rain terror down 
for the next couple of days. But you know, that's what what they pay me the mediocre bucks for. So. <laughs> Yes, I, I hear that, brother. All right, well, thanks for joining us on the Wheel Route Podcast. We are at the Wheel Route on Twitter. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Send us an email, flame us, give us give us the business. TheWheelRoute.com is the website. You can check the pics there. You can also listen to the show there. Otherwise, get it from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Go Gators. Go Hoos. 